Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Rose Shearer here and welcome to the show. Today I want to talk about emotional eating. And the very sad part about this podcast is it was an interview. I had a wonderful guest on the show this morning named uh, Trisha Nelson. And I'll read you her bio and explain what happened. Trisha Nelson lost 50 pounds by identifying and healing the underlying causes of her emotional eating. Trisha has spent over 30 years researching the hidden causes of the addictive personality. Trisha is an emotional eating expert and author of the number one best-selling book, Heal Your Hunger, Seven Simple Steps to End Emotional Eating Now. She also certifies health coaches so they can get better results, referrals, and revenue by helping their clients overcome emotional eating. Trisha is the host of the popular podcast, The Heal Your Hunger Show. She is a well-respected speaker and has been featured on numerous media outlets such as NBC, CBS, KTLA, Fox, and Discovery Health. I was very excited to have Trisha on my show because this is a subject that is close to home to me. Uh, as a young person, I developed, by the time I was 16, I had anorexia bulimia and was eating and purging on a regular basis until about 19 when I went to my doctor. My family had no clue, uh, or if they did suspect, they ignored it and got myself help. I got myself into therapy. I actually took a little bit of convincing my doctor that this was had was really happening and had been happening for years. Now, just on, a, uh, on a, a side note to my particular issue, if you have someone in your life that is going through this or you yourself are, please be aware that there are very serious issues with continual vomiting and overeating and everything it entails. It wears the enamel down on your teeth. Um, you're bringing up acid into your esophagus. You can develop a heart murmur, which I did, by the way, which is now luckily 30 years later has gone away. But I de developed a heart murmur. And it's just your body's not meant to do that. It is not healthy. It is not it is not um, psychologically healthy. It is not emotionally healthy. But I had the I had the wherewithal, you know, typical type A personality to stand back and say, I want more out of my life. I felt I had had abuse in my younger life. So this is what triggered, they figured this is what triggered the, um, the uh, anorexia. And, but I was healthy, aware enough to realize this couldn't go on and that I was living in victim, living in emotional pain, and I didn't want this in my life anymore. No one in my life would have known this was going on. I present as a fairly well put together person, even back then. I, f you know, fake it till you make it type idea. I seemed a little older than I was, quite mature back then. And uh, a lot of that, really, that fake maturity was just me hiding and presenting a picture to the world that I thought would be acceptable. Because who I was on the inside was a hurt little girl that did not know what to do with herself. So it was really wonderful talking to her today. And I'm going to go over some of her points because unfortunately what happened was I forgot to hit record on our Zoom call. 
I had updated the software this morning. I haven't been in my office for the summer, as I mentioned in my uh, the last couple podcasts. I'd taken the summer off, and I did a quick um, record to ch- make sure all my sound system was working and everything, cameras, lighting, everything was the way I like it, because I do record both sides so that eventually I can put these um, interviews onto a new Rumble uh, um, station, uh, Living Well with Shell. And if it works out that I can still be on uh, YouTube, I will. But with the censorship going on there, I'm trying not to support that platform right now because I don't believe in censorship, just FYI. I don't like hate speech, but I don't believe in, in the type of censorship that's going on in, in uh, North America right now. There is great strength in information. You know, whether you agree with everything you're told or you've read or listened to something, you're like, yeah, you know what? That doesn't work for me. That is 100% fine. But when censorship comes in because social media only wants you to see what they want you to see, you need to question that narrative. And that is how so many people get into trouble because information isn't available. In this day and age, we've come so far where you can search for just about anything. And that has been a godsend in my life, I believe. I mean, I know social media has its problems. And if you've never listened to my interview with Johan from uh, Media Tech Media Breakup, please do. He is wonderful and uh, gives, gives some really great uh, perspective on social media. And I've actually closed down, as I mentioned, my Facebook account. I have to keep doing it because every time someone sends me a link to something, it seems to reactivate it. So I've managed to finally get it shut down and locked out because it was really affecting my day. So speaking of emotions... It was affecting me emotionally and I still have triggers around food sometimes. There's a reason comfort foods are so comforting. And one of the things that Trisha talks about when I asked her that question was, well, I felt heavy and dense and in pain. So I would eat the chewy, heavy, greasy foods that brought that physical experience into reality to how I emotionally was feeling. I thought it was a great analogy. I wish I had taken notes. Uh, But like I say, I record these things and when it wasn't, we were at the end of the interview and I glanced down at my bar and went, the record button's not on, why not? I was devastated because she was wonderful. This is a very touchy subject for many people and it's something that so many of us struggle with and it was very unprofessional. (laughs) So now I have got to go back to her staff and say, her admin people and say, I am so sorry. I hope she'll come on the show again. But if I was her, I probably wouldn't Um, because, you know, this is her time that I used up today. But she had some great points and I want to go over them. I want to talk about a few things and then I'm going to literally just put all of her contact information in the show notes and let you know here on the podcast. You can find everything on HealYourHunger.com. She does group coaching. She has a fantastic book, as I mentioned, Heal Your Hunger in the bio. And I'm actually going to order that Um just so I can see the seven steps, because I would like to expand on this subject. Uh, Like I say, I know a lot of people are hurting and with being locked down for a year and a half, people that have never dealt with these issues in their life are feeling very isolated and alone. Uh, Lots of people have gained a lot of weight this past year or two. And although, you know, that can be, you can just say, oh, we haven't been as active and watching too much TV. That is very true. However, when you are emotionally healthy, you will find ways to do what your body needs. I made a decision many years ago that this body, this physical carbon-based water uh, host that hosts my spirit on this round in life is all I'm going to get. So I treat it like the temple that it is. 
and I have really good habits for the most part around food. I love food. Trisha and I had this in common. We are foodies. We love food. Uh, but when you are not handling it, what's the word I'm looking for? Responsibly and with good habits, it can become a real problem. So she told her story about her journey with emotional eating and her yo-yoing up and down. She had like five sets of clothes in her wardrobe that were all different sizes because she never knew where she would be. She was very transparent. So please, 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 if you're a podcast listener and right out of the gate and this is a subject that interests you, please check out her podcast, okay? One of the things that we really talked about was um, not skipping meals and understanding when you're truly hungry. So... I talk about this a lot as well, why diets fail, because we don't deal with the emotional side of why we're overweight, why we've got bad habits. And it was a big thing, and I've talked about this before, when I was with Vaisalis for many years, uh, for many years, many years ago with the 90 Day Challenge, network marketing wasn't really something, I had done a couple small things, but mainly because they interested me, and if I shared it with someone, no big deal, but that one, I actually built it like a team. I became a regional director, you know, got the car allowance. But I had more customers than my ambassador upline. And the reason for that is because I believed in the products and the health of them, the convenience of them, and I loved helping people get healthy. But what I noticed was a lot of people were just building the business and not paying attention to their customers. And I ended up coaching so many other people's clients. Because if you don't put good habits in place, and that's me with my habits. Trish is about the emotional. If you do not emotionally get an understanding of why you're overweight, why you don't have a good relationship with food, then you you keep tripping over it over and over again. Plus, uh, her and I were talking about just the medical stuff. So many people go on these fad diets. And we actually talked about the intermittent fasting. And I want to address that right now. She says, people that have emotional eating disorders, that is not for you. She really advises against it. She says that, I know it's the big fad and it can be very helpful. In fact, I brought it up because I'm actually noticing after menopause now. Uh, so remember, I, I had this disorder in my teenage years and in my 20s is when I did my work, but I'm 56 now. And there are times when emotionally, yes, I just want to sit down with that movie. And we always joke about how we, both of us were joking how, why is it there's always TV involved? I can watch TV without snacks. My husband literally cannot. I swear to God, he cannot watch TV without a snack. Uh, but I have trained myself to do that because eating at night makes me feel yucky and I don't sleep well and that's when I pack on pounds. And we don't tend to eat good things. If I have a bowl of fruit or some grapes, that's fine. But really what you want is popcorn and chips and, and cake and chocolate because those, you're just relaxing. You're like, I deserve this at the end of the day. Well, you might feel you do, but your body's like, hey, excuse me, that's not really what I need. That's a treat not a regular occurrence. So it was funny how we kept talking, how we would line up our all of our stuff. Um, and she was like me, like she had like four things that she was kind of a binge on and then you watch TV. Now she was 50 pounds overweight because she luckily never developed a purging issue like I did, whereas I controlled massive weight gain through throwing up. And that's why for me, the first thing I tackled was the vomiting. If I ate it all, I had to live with the consequences. I had to feel sick for two days and gain the three pounds and whatever. I didn't care, but that had to stop. And until I stopped the purging, I couldn't go to work on the why I was binging in the first place and deal with those emotions, okay? 
So if anything of this is relevant to you, I really, 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 really encourage you to please reach out to me or reach out to her at healyourhunger.com. She's got her book. She's on Audible, which was awesome. And she's got a great voice. And she has group coaching. Okay. So a lot of resources on her website. Her, her, uh, her website hosts everything. Her uh, podcast and her blog which your blog posts are wonderful. And I'm going to go over five health hacks that will support your weight loss journey today. Because uh, we talked about some of those things. So she talked about her journey with this 50 pounds going up and down and trying every diet, always being, you know, crazy. We also talked about how it was good to f- have hunger pains. That is something that I masked for a lot of time and never let happen. I never let, like it was a bad thing if my stomach started to growl. Now I don't think that I had to change of perspective it when it's time to eat my I'm hungry and I am a hungry person now because I have hypoglycemia I'm not anyone that ever skipped breakfast anyways but what I found out in my life is that I with my blood type and just my lifestyle whatever I do best with a little bit bigger meals during the day and a lighter meal at night doesn't mean it always works out that way but I like just to work to start that way Now, though, in the last 15 years, I've noticed that I actually do better with a really nutrient-dense liquid breakfast. I actually enjoy that very much. I know it's not for everybody. And then on the weekends, it's other things. And then in camping is always my bacon and eggs, which I love. Um, So, you know, there's lots of things you can massage and move along in here, but it's the understanding of why you're doing it, why you're doing what you're doing. So she also talked about the difference between emotional eater and a food addict. Now, a food addict is a little bit like what happened when I'm binging, okay? Mass amounts of food that are not real food. They're products, you know, cakes and ice cream and candy and that type of things. Those are not food. They are products and lots of starch and sugars. And you just have a binge and you can't stop yourself. And this goes on continually. That's food addiction, And I'm going to leave that for her to explain. So again, like I say, this is just an intro and I really encourage you to reach out to her to see what else is going on. And then emotional eaters, we are compensating in a lot of ways for something that's missing or that we're not understanding in our own emotional makeup. We don't want to face something. Um, We're relating food and eating with emotional issues. She talks about the PEP uh, and I'm very sorry, I should have written it down, but thought I was recording Uh, but one of them is punishment it's p some e something and then the third one is p for punishment clearly that stuck in my head because that's definitely how I treated things when I was younger I punished myself I I did it was punishing myself it wasn't so much just I really you know I'm a food addict and I really want to eat this and isn't this a nice treat because I have those days now I have the treat yesterday was my anniversary I had the cheese plate and I drank the champagne but it was funny because she originally had said, oh, I don't recommend missing meals, but we didn't miss a meal. My husband and I had a huge cheese plate with meat and everything on it. And when we were done, I was going to get up and start the dinner. And he goes, honey, it's seven o'clock at night. I'm like, yeah, lots of times we eat this late. He says, why don't we have the halibut and shrimp tomorrow night? And he was right. We weren't hungry, but we felt we needed to go through the process of the menu that I had set up and how the evening was quote unquote, supposed to look. Remember Shelly Paxton was on my show uh, last year. You know, we should all over ourselves. Um, Yeah, no. And he was right. So we've really changed our eating habits the last year or so. 
uh, in the fact that, you know, my husband eats smaller meals and if I'm hungry, I eat. We're home with COVID. So, you know, do I need to eat right at noon? Well, I asked her about that. I says, because I'm not. Sometimes I, at two o'clock, I'm not hungry till like two. So she did say though, try the three meal magic. Three meals, no snacking in between. So therefore, if you are eating breakfast at six or seven in the morning because you're getting up to go to a job, which I do not do, I'm eating breakfast at about eight and it's usually just fruit to keep my blood sugar regulated and then 10, 10, 30, I'm having something. Well, then lunch at noon is a little too soon, two o'clock and then dinner between, you know, around six-ish, uh, maybe sometimes as late as seven and then not a super heavy meal, okay? She recommends that. So the first thing she recommends in five healthy hacks is adopt a meditation practice. And I couldn't agree more. We were all so on page on so many things, her and I. Uh, she started meditating about 32 years ago. I grew up with prayer and then turned it, you know, into my, from my uh, Christian background into my spiritual walk now that it's just part of my daily life. And to me, they're pretty much the same thing. Because when your mind slows down from 50,000 miles an hour to 10,000 miles an hour, then you're doing great. And like I have told you guys many, many times, something you do 80% of the time is a good habit. And there is no such thing as perfection. Okay. So what does she write here? She says, I tell my clients that if they, if they meditate first thing in the morning and late in the afternoon before dinner, they will eat at least 200 fewer calories a day. That may not seem a lot, but if you're, say you're burning 1800 calories, but you're always eating 2000 or more. Well, it's just basic biology and math, guys. You're, you're bringing in more energy than you're putting out. So overweight, unless you have a serious illness that's creating a, an imbalance in your system, is simply too much food in, too little activity, or burning it, of it going out. End of story. Now, since I no longer play squash and ride a mite and bike and do all the things I did before I developed chronic fibromyalgia um, eight years ago, I don't do what I used to do. So my body does not need the carbohydrates it used to. So I only eat carbs once a day. Everything else is fresh fruits and vegetables and lean proteins and not even super lean. I am good with fats. I even a bit of saturated because your brain requires saturated fats to heal. Okay. Which we've really got to get our medical stuff under control. We're just becoming so dependent on medications instead of understanding how the body works. So, you know, you need both, both things in your body. And I probably eat more fat than the average person because my body needs it. It needs it for satiation. It needs it to function. I just, and it keeps me lean. I do better with fats in my diet. Uh, worst thing that ever came out of the 1980s besides the women's movement of you can do it all is the low fat diet where everyone just started eating sugar nonstop because, oh, but those cookies have no fat in them. Mm -hmm. Or uh, yeah, no fat in them yeah, that's going to break your brain. So let's not do that, shall we? <laughs> and then she talks about the three meal magic. And she coined this term for her clients because she needs them to start eating healthier without dieting. So the example I gave her, because one thing people don't understand is it takes a year if you've lost weight for your fat cells to shrink. Okay. So if you do, if you're a yo-yo dieter or a binge dieter and a binge eater, you're always going to be in this cycle because your body hasn't regulated. Well, I've talked about this before, but once I got my eating under control and healthy and managed with my fibro, in other words, because I had gained some weight when I first got sick because I was eating and not exercising, I 
have maintained a weight for so many years now that when I go on a cruise and I've gained five or seven pounds, if I do, like if I'm gone for a couple of weeks or something, it can really pack on. But I come home and I don't really even need to diet. I just go back to regular eating and that weight just rolls off me. Because my fat, and I don't even look super, I look a little bloated more than anything. And a couple days of like no alcohol and no sugar and get the carbs under control and I just start to suck in. Because my fat cells are shrunk and they're small and they don't want to fill up again. So it's harder for me, for the body to pack on permanent, excuse me, weight than it is for someone that say has just lost 40 pounds two months ago and then decides to go back to their old eating habits and all the weight comes on plus 10 pounds. Okay. That is why it's just, it's just straight science guys. Fat cells take almost empty fat cells taken almost a year to shrink down. And you do that. You, you, you want that. She says, anyone who struggles with food and weight knows too well the constant thoughts about food that rob us of our energy and our, our ability to be present with loved ones. Sticking to the three meals and closing down the kitchen after each meal can help minimize the mind shatter about food. And it is true. You know what? The second you say you're going to go on a diet, aren't you craving everything in sight and it's all you think about? So don't say that to yourself. Take a walk and pray. She walks every day. Um and praise and it's relaxing and it helps calm her central nervous system. Now I am very big on that because I've let my central nervous system get out of control this past year. I am struggling with the whole COVID mess around the world and how people are turning on each other and the ugliness. I, I really struggle being empathic. I just, I'm very, very, uh, I'm struggling hard with that in, in what's going on in the world and cannot watch, I don't watch the news and I try not let it into my life because when I do, it's, it's just not pretty. It's just not pretty. But the pain I've been in with my nerve pain and my hip flexor and my deterioration of my discs in my back through this past uh, 14 months, I have allowed my central nervous system to get so clamped down and so, I'm not even sure, so, you know, in, in fight or flight that I'm never truly letting go and relaxing. Well, that's a big part of one of her pointers is you need to. And now that I'm with a proper doctor that is working through those issues, he's a chiropractor that is specializes in spinal and nerve pain. And he's an, and he's a, a spiritual healer. So he combines, you know, Western and Eastern medicine and just whole body health. And it's amazing. I have to say I'm in my second week and it is amazing. I limp in and I walk out. Even my husband has noticed, the kids that live in my house have noticed. That is a really big thing. And what came out of that is her number four, find a form of exercise that you love. Not that you feel you need to do, but that you love. I like yoga. Some days I love it. And I haven't done it since the spring. I've been in too much pain. It hurts to stretch. You know, they're just, I've got neuropathy that's a little out of control right now. And I honestly, I'm not doing what I used to do when I was higher functioning. So I haven't been listening to my own advice, but we all go through these steps, uh, these dips every now and then guys. So don't beat yourself up about it. Okay. It's all about finding good habits. And then her last point, reaching out for help. Don't try to overcome your struggles with food on your own. If you could have done it on your own, she says, you probably would have done it by now. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. That is such a simple phrase and it gets probably way overused, but it is so true. You need to think outside the box 
And sometimes that requires someone else in your corner. And it also may require you being with other people that have similar problems. That is why Trisha group coaches, she said, which I'm a huge advocate of because it is so amazing how many times you're in a situation with a group and dealing with something and someone brings something up and you're like, oh, I can relate to that. And they have found a solution that maybe you haven't yet. Or you just need to know that you're not alone. And it's not like, you know, everyone, misery wants company. It's knowing you're worthy and accepting that you are not alone. Okay. And her fundamental basis of her coaching and speaking in her book and her plan, like I say, this, she is not just a weight loss person. She researched for years and did and helped people do studies and worked with them for thousands of people on addictive behavior. And I know I have a bit of that in me. And so I am, I'm aware of that. A lot of people don't. So you, you know, we got to kind of move, move on to that. Now we talked about why comfort foods are so comforting and, you know, differentiating between emotional hunger and physical hunger. hunger. She has uh, in her book talks about the three hidden causes of emotional eating and how to heal them, how to deal with obsessive food thoughts. Uh, Number one mistake for weight loss that she talks about is the scale, get rid of it or hide it and just bring it out once a month. Uh, She says it, you go through a psychological um, either uh, rush or depression based on what that scale says. And she says, it's not reality. If you're going to the gym every day or a few times a week and you're doing weight training, you're not going to lose weight out of the gate because muscle weighs more. But your clothes are going to be looser. And you know that. I know what it feels like not to be bloated because I've drank too much wine or eaten foods that retain water for me. We know our bodies. We just don't want to admit that we know our bodies. We want to make excuses. Stop making excuses. And let's move forward into some healing. Okay, so those were some amazing tips from her today. And then she wants to deal with people and their stress. Because if you can manage your stress before it drives you to the kitchen, it's a win. And that is totally true. Because you know what I wanted to do? Like there was, it was a fleeting thought because of course I have dealt with a lot of this. But when I realized that I said goodbye to her and I don't have a taped show, and I now have missed the opportunity, have to fess up to this professional that I screwed up, um, had no idea how to make it right. Yep, I just wanted to go upstairs, pour a glass of wine, get on the couch with a book and eat a cheese plate. Like, I'm not going to lie, that ran through my head for 10 seconds. Not 30, just 10. And I was like, no, Shelly. So instead I got on my bike, ran the dog around the neighborhood, um, did some stretching and then sat back down and said, okay, you know what? Right now the best way for I could do to honor her is podcast about her. Then I have to fess up to what happened. (laughs) So a bit of a drag. And one of the podcasts that she was on, uh, which was wonderful, is Eric Amides. Um, He does The Wild Fit. And I've talked about him before and recommended him. His uh, channel is called Thrive. And she was a guest on his podcast. And I just love him. I've seen him many times. He has come in as a guest speaker and as a dear friend of Colin Sprake of Make Your Mark. And that's where I originally saw him. And that is just a a business kind of coaching uh, business uh, company that I've been involved in with for a decade. And it was just great. So healyourhunger.com 
she's on all the major things linkedin instagram she's got a facebook page now she has a facebook group for people that i believe is no cost where she goes into regularly and people can post their questions and you can find like-minded people you don't have to be as desperate as i was with an actual an, an illness that could have killed me if i had kept up or done some very very serious damage to my body i told her the story of uh one of the first times or two I saw the psychiatrist down at the hospital in Vancouver because they put me right into a, a food disorder um, my doctor did um, program and I was an outpatient because I wasn't 98 pounds or starving myself although I would sometimes like I'd skip meals or I'd starve and then the binge and then the the purging it was a terrible cycle but it was a terrible cycle of hating myself but I remember walking down the hallway leaving the uh, shrink's office and a young girl that went to our school. Now, my sister's four years younger, so this young lady was in my sister's uh, arena, and she is standing there. She is an inpatient, and she is in her hospital gown with an IV hooked up to her, and I bet she was 80 pounds. Five foot whatever, 80 pounds. I was stunned because in school, she was just this vibrant person, and I walked by. We, Our eyes met we recognized each other we did we were not personal but we just knew who each other were I mean we'd been in school together for so many years and in the hallways and stuff and she turned away and I just kept walking and I thought there but the grace of God go I it was a very surreal almost devastating experience at the time and the fact that it sticks in my memory like that can tell you how much it affected me but it also drove me to get better I wanted a happy healthy life I wanted to be healthy and happy and I believe those things go together now, you know, energy work and our spiritual side, I had, you know, Sonia Chernochan, who I had on the show last week. Uh, please, if you're into fitness and that one, she only coaches women, I do believe. Um, Trisha does not. I know I have 40% men that listen to the show. She deals with anyone that has emotional eating issues, okay? Uh, it's not just females at all. But Sonia is a woman's coach and Again, back to that spiritual side of things. She says, I cannot get my clients to where they need to be unless sometimes we fix things and work on things in their own emotional life. And I couldn't agree more. That just happens to be how things are. And the nice thing about 2021 is so many more people are so much more open about it now. We realize that this isn't just a physical body and it's not just about willpower in fact she brought that up you know people they're like on a diet in the first two weeks and they've made these changes and sheer willpower is getting them through and then something happens and they're like never mind I'm, I'm eating the Dunkin Donuts well that is why that is my tagline willpower will only get you so far and then you better have a plan because if you do not have healing and good habits and a plan you're gonna have a really hard battle. I'm not saying you can't fight it, but like I did, it will be uphill for you because you will be alone and you will be not in a group of people that can be a resource for you. Now, I am 56, so it has been over, it's been 40 years since my eating disorder. And although anorexia was just coming on the awareness you know through the 80s and 90s there was movies about it and things like that they almost always dealt with anorexia nervosa um, we've come a long way since like that stuff back then and awareness it is okay there is help you do not need to be ashamed you are not alone alrighty and the big thing is 
you were not alone. <laughs> I was alone back then. My family did not know nor support. I was too embarrassed to tell my closest friends. I kept to myself. I worked very hard to put a very professional image out there. Uh, so I became very obsessed with my image um, because in private, I was a mess. That is not how it has to be anymore. I think I've covered all the major topics I wanted to with, with what I talked about. N not what we talked about. She brought so much more to the table. So I'm just kind of going through it and trying to bring up the salient points. But it was a real shame of what happened today. And I apologize to all of you because, like I say, she was a, a really profound guest who had amazing information. You can find her yourself and, uh, and reach out to her or me. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelly at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>